One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Will Poulter has known success from a very early age, starring in films like one of my personal favorites, Son of Rambo, and in the film adaptations of C.S. Lewis's epic children's books, The Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, since then, he's been steadily building up a rather impressive CV, playing characters that range from the hilarious in the hit comedy We're the Millers, for which he won the BAFTA Rising Star Award, to the unsettling in A24's cult horror Midsommar, uh, alongside Florence Pugh. Uh, now he's embarking on perhaps his biggest adventure yet, certainly a challenging one, entering the Marvel Universe in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 as Adam Warlock, an artificially created villain genetically engineered to be a perfect specimen. Well, Will Poulter joins me live in the studio now and arrived on crutches, I have to tell you. So um, so much for the perfect specimen. It was going to be my first question. What have you done to yourself? That is, you won't be surprised to hear. And you can see for yourself, not the only thing that's imperfect about me. Kind of head to toe, I don't quite feel fit that bill i also don't feel like i uh am deserving of such an amazing intro it sounds like you're talking about someone else but thank you and i'm, I'm grateful to grateful to be here not at all um i was a huge fan of son of rambo and oh. pointed you out as an absolute star in the making having pointed having spotted because i'm so old leonardo <laughs> dicaprio in what's eating gilbert grape oh, so i've wow. got a good track record oh my gosh that's that's amazing yeah, company so, i love that performance uh, from leo as well oh, God, that film is so fantastic still i just watched it again the, the other day actually um i want to talk to you about how you ended up in son of rambo and all of those things but first let's talk a little bit about adam warlock um this genetically engineered perfect invincible uh, being um taking on a part like that in a marvel movie you know it's going to be incredibly hard work is that the first thing that you sort of think about because it's a very different kind of acting isn't it mm, yeah i think i was kind of nervous about how potentially the sort of size and, and the scale of the movie and the spectacle around kind of marvel movies would sort of I don't know, kind of uh, maybe just intimidate me out of being able to kind of do my job properly. Um, and, and what really helped in that regard was just how welcoming James, our director, was and the the original cast members were. You know, that kind of new day at school sort of feeling kind of really, uh, really quickly dissipated when I learned just how sort of down to earth and, and sweet everyone is. And they really try and have a kind of a, a, a good time on the Guardian set. And uh, so, yeah, all of those things kind of melted away pretty quickly. And then, you know, there were certain aspects of, you know, preparing for this that were unique. And, um, you know, the kind of between the hair and makeup, which took like quite a few hours and uh, wearing a pretty kind of a pretty major costume. Um, and then and then some of the sort of physical aspects of the, the training that was associated with the role. It was different to, to anything I'd done before, but 
um, all really helped to make me feel kind of more more like the character and uh, I got to work with some amazing people in, in the process across all those, all those departments. I love the idea of New Day at School with Sylvester Stallone, Van Diesel and Bradley Cooper all looking at you going, yeah, what have you got? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, how the heck did you get on this set? Yeah, and I was asking myself the, the same question kind of all the way through. Um, but everyone's, everyone's so great and they're a really tight-knit bunch. You know, they've been doing these three films over the, the best part of a decade. But doesn't so. that make it harder to be the interloper? <clears throat> it does a little bit, yeah, certainly. I, or at least I was, I was nervous about that. But, but they're, they're so kind of welcoming and, and, and they talk about the set you know, as kind of like being a real kind of family atmosphere. And I think that's true, you know, across the cast and crew. Everyone's got to know each other so well. So it just feels like pulling up a seat at the, 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 the table with, with a family and, and, and you know, they're, they're passing you the food. It's, it's really lovely. I think that um, your training for the role actually started quite a while ago in, in the pandemic when, mm. when you just started getting fit. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, I, I've been lucky enough to kind of find that so for me, kind of physical exercise has been really, really helpful with regards to my mental health. And so I sort of embarked on that uh, as a means of kind of, you know, sustaining kind of a good level of sort of mental health a number of years ago. And that's something that I kind of relied on more heavily during the pandemic, kind of indoor workouts and, uh, you know, like a lot of people having to kind of improvise with whatever they had in the house or in the garden in order to kind of, uh, yeah, try and stay fit but it was more about kind of sustaining myself mentally and then I had two jobs post the pandemic um, or I should say you know post kind of strict lockdown where I was able to go back to work that required me to kind of be in some kind of uh, sort of enhanced physical shape so I had a kind of head start you know before I even auditioned for Guardians and then um, when it came to getting that role I just kind of ramped up the training and I was I was lucky I got to work with uh, Ben Carraway who designed my program Aaron Deer was my nutritionist and then Daryl Richards was my other trainer and between those three guys and um, you know a, a lot of a lot of time and patience on their part I was able to kind of do it in a way that was safe and natural and also meant that my like, long-term mental health didn't suffer through the process because it's hard work. Mental health is something that you refer to quite often and also mm. campaign um, for in various different guises. Why mm. is that something that's, that so concerns you? And, and actually, I, I've always imagined that choosing a career as an actor must be a really difficult thing to do if you struggle um, with mental health issues because... There are so many opportunities for mm. you to feel very bad about yourself, no? <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's some good ones as well, but it's no, very sure. much about highs and lows, isn't it? No, I think, I think you make a very valid point. It's certainly a kind of double-edged sword, I think. Uh, you know, first of all, my attachment to mental health as a subject matter and my, my want to kind of talk about it is because I have lived experience of mental health issues and, um, you know, long been diagnosed with anxiety, depression and OCD. And so living with that, you know, um, it's always been a part of my life. So naturally, I've wanted to kind of destigmatize it. At the same time, I'm sort of partly reliant on my mental health struggles in order to kind of do my job because it allows me to access certain emotions. Um, and then again, in doing my job, I put myself in situations that you know are a strain on my mental health so it's kind of a rock and a hard place but um then again you know I, I i ultimately wouldn't change it for as hard as i think i've found you know my mental health issues to be um i'm grateful for them at the end of the day because it helps me appreciate life in ways that i don't think i would be able to were it not for those those struggles um how you know. do you how do you deal with um people's um 
interest and uh, extreme nastiness on on things like social media you know particularly when you play parts that provoke a reaction mm. and things do you just avoid it yeah I, th- I think avoidance is is genuinely you know a very kind of useful tool sometimes it doesn't seem to be the most kind of proactive things thing to do right but oh no i think hiding is a really great but, idea <laughs> under the duvet straight away yeah yeah exactly i think actually you know i think uh, detaching yourself from social media is is probably kind of the the, the number one sort of piece of advice i'd give to uh any any person who feels like you know um they might be struggling in this day and age just because i think the influence of the internet and social media is so pervasive and you know the advent of technology and and the internet's influence is only kind of you know, um, growing. Um, so yeah, I, I do kind of pull back and, and I have found that kind of limiting my sort of social media use and my interaction with technology, um, to, you know, a very, very kind of specific, uh, purpose, um, is, is, is really, really beneficial to me. And I think it also kind of ensures that what I am putting out is, is hopefully, uh, impacting people in the right way. I know that the, the, the various things that you struggled with, um, made school quite a difficult, period for you Mm. so how did you kind of how did you find yourself in drama as a result of that time yeah um drama really kind of saved me i think more specifically laura lawson who was my drama teacher and the creator of school of comedy the the sketch show i ended up doing she really saved me you know um and i think between her and my parents being supportive of my interest in drama and I think acknowledging that my grades weren't necessarily going to make me a scientist or a, <laughs> um, an engineer or anything like that. Um, you know, they were supportive of me in the creative arts. And, you know, I think sometimes, you know, those extracurriculum activities, those those arts, uh, you know, the dramas, uh, the, the the musics, you know, these these sorts of subjects are often kind of looked at as being soft or kind of like ancillary. And I think championing those are really important because you can't, uh, I think, overstate just what an amazing outlet it is for so many young people. Um, you know, I had learning difficulties at school and, um, you know, uh, I, I happened to feel a sense of comfort and belonging in the drama room. Um, and, you know, just because I didn't feel that in history or English doesn't mean that, you know, I'm any lesser as a student. And, and, I, and I hope that, you know, we continue to support the arts in this country because, um, you know, from a mental health perspective, I think it's really important that we're offering young people that outlet. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
it's often overlooked, isn't it, in the whole discussion about the arts? You know, you were sort of told we need the arts, like we need, you know, nutrition. Yeah. But actually, you know, there are so many other aspects of it that, 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 that have a really important role, particularly with, with young people. Yeah. Um, you come from a, a really interesting family insofar as it's a kind of deeply rooted, caring, medical yeah. family. Your mum was a nurse. Uh, your father, a doctor, a uh, professor of Pro- medicine, yeah, professor of medicine. Mm. So, did you feel at any point that you were taking a very sort of shallow, superficial <laughs> path compared to all of them? Definitely, you know, and I'm constantly kind of reminded, not by them, but just by observing them, you know, of kind of where my job sits in the in the context of uh, you know society and, <laughs> and what's Im- what's important. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, my older sister's a nurse. My sister is. Um, my, my my younger sister um is a uh, a teacher um at a, a SEN school and my um my brother also like volunteers his time as a caretaker so mum being a nurse dad being a professor of cardiology i'm surrounded by by people who kind of uh you know are an inspiration and um and yeah but they, but nonetheless they were still supportive of of me wanting to do something different and uh you know i couldn't i couldn't ask for a better support system there must be a, a sort of sense of, of the incongruity, I suppose, in a way, when you do a Marvel film, even if it's your first um, uh, outing, you know, and you get paid fantastically well, and then you look at, you know, what your mother as a, as a nurse would right. be earning doing, doing a job like that. It must be something that kind of strikes you in terms of the, the contrast. 100%. I think, yeah, being, being conscious of that disparity. And, you know, certainly I think um, I'm aware of the fact that you know, uh, as actors, I think, you know, we're kind of over-celebrated, quite, quite honestly. And I think uh, within society, we often look to people who are on the kind of biggest stages or under the kind of brightest spotlights. Um, but, you know, we, we often, uh, I think, overlook the people who really we all stand on the shoulders of, be it, be it nurses, be it doctors, be it, be it teachers. Um, and so I think that's where, you know, I can and where it's possible. I've been fortunate enough to collaborate with various organisations and charities, you know, and, and people who do, to my mind, the really, really kind of important work. And I'm just fortunate enough to be in a position where I can kind of pass the mic on occasion or point in the direction of people who I think are really making a, a very important difference. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the training, I mean, both, you know, in terms of just, you know, life and going through the pandemic and everything, but also in particular for for this movie. And I wondered how much more difficult it was made by the fact that you love food. <laughs> because I love food and the idea yeah. of having to go on any kind of restricted diet, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure they, I'm not sure any money would be enough, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my, my love for food and the fact that one of my greatest talents is eating, actually, was definitely <laughs> at odds with my... Is it on your CV? Yeah, yeah, it is. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a light CV, so I put all sorts on there, uh, actor, and then I've got to fill it out somehow. Um, but yeah, I, I was fortunate though that you know um, Aaron Deer, my nutritionist, who I mentioned before, you know, he made sure that you know even though uh, the 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 challenges that came with following that diet were were there, um, it was still kind of tasty too on on for, for the most part. But come on, I mean, I, like, I know p- people sort of dismiss acting as, you know, where you just have to go and you do a performance. And that, Tell me how much work to, to do this particular part as Adam Warlock. Training, makeup, mm. costume, getting fitted on. How mm. much? How many hours of the day would that all take before you actually got to do your bit, which was the acting? I mean, to be honest, a lot of the... Apart from the training, you know, which which was which was kind of several months, you know, the the day to day work in order to kind of 
create Adam is nothing I can really take credit for until the cameras are rolling because before then it's the work of the costume department the makeup team and, and and the hair team so the constructions of those looks I mean you know they've poured months of of work into that and then um day to day they're they're spending hours kind of actually sort of applying the makeup applying the hair so that together how long would have are you sitting there probably two hours <gasps> but you know but i am sitting there whereas they're they're really kind of executing um and then um yeah i can't you know the irony being i'm a superhero and i can't even dress myself you know i, I couldn't even <laughs> bend over to put my own boots on so and again i'm not even crutches. doing that I mean, and now honestly. i'm on crutches now i've got no hope but uh yeah so 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 all of that credit goes to the people who work in those departments and they're so talented i mean genuinely to watch them at work every day was so cool and and they replicate the same look with a perfect level of continuity every single time under that kind of time pressure and and i really just kind of sit there my my, my job doesn't really kick in until i've had a few coffees and uh you know uh, i've got some lines to say i realized i, I said you love food and i just made you sound like you were just some very greedy person who just loved food well, but i mean i am though, <laughs> to be honest <laughs> but you literally do love food i mean and you're mm. you i think you dabble in cooking and where was where was it born because you're also um, a, a particular i mean you like kind of a lot of very diverse food it's not kind of just like bring me my Meat. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, uh, I guess I grew up with my mum cooking. My mum um, uh, trained uh, at, at a cookery school, and uh, she's like the best cook I know. I know, I know. Like sons are very biased about their parents cooking. Like I know that there's a, you know, a lot of people will cite their their mum or their dad's food as being like their the best. But my 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 mum's is is particularly good. So I guess watching her, observing her. Um, I read a book called uh, Kitchen Confidential a number of years ago by Anthony Bourdain, who, you know, um, was one of my heroes, uh, the late, great Anthony Bourdain. I, I recommend it to anyone. Though, have you read that bit where he describes eating one of those tiny birds, those little songbirds? Oh, yes. It's so bad. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, oh my gosh, you took me back there. Yeah, no, that was, that was, but anyway, we'll move yeah. on because that's really grotesque. But no, but that and was I, a tiny point. I was only reminded yeah. about it because I was reading um, Ben Goldsmith's um, brilliant new memoir. I'm going to be talking about uh, it with him tomorrow. And oh, he just, cool. he's got that, that paragraph in there and I just, oh, Ooh. no, bad, bad, bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's the food, the food bit. Yeah, that was that was definitely the thing that kind of like sparked my interest in it. And then ever since then, I've kind of been obsessed with chefs, and chefs have always been kind of rock stars to me. Um, and so, so which yeah. chef would you play? Are oh you a sort of gosh. Marco Pierre White, demented, deranged in I, the kitchen? <laughs> Are you a Gordon Ramsay? Like, oh, well, what? I, I can't, I, we can't actually do any of the words he would have used. I was going to say, I hope I take a kinder tone with my uh, brigade of chefs. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I. I love food from, as you kind of mentioned, like lots of different sort of cultures. I think, um, uh, you know, one of one of the one of the food cultures that I think is massively underrepresented at the fine dining level is is food of African origin. Um, and and the best restaurant I've been to recently is a restaurant called a Coco in London, and it was recently overlooked by Michelin, which I think is a great a great shame. Um, a Coco, I'm writing it Coco, down now. Yeah. From which region of Africa? So um, predominantly uh, West Africa. Um, but there have actually only ever been uh, four Michelin stars held by black chefs ever uh, since since Michelin's inception. Um, and there's currently one in America recently uh, uh, went there. But um, yeah, it's a massive oversight of food of African origin and, and black chefs in general. Um, 
but uh, a cocoa deserves a star. That's just my. And opinion. there's a lot of great African food actually in 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 London in general. Unbelievable. I'm, I'm not so sure about other parts of the country, but I know we're spoiled for choice. We're really spoiled here. Yeah, quite like a bit of Eritrean myself. Eritrean food's incredible. Yeah, mm. absolutely. And there's a great place in Chavez Bush, but I can't remember the name of it. Oh, um, now I know there's another obsession of yours that we do have to briefly touch on, which is collecting trainers. Yeah. Not quite as wholesome. Um, <laughs> no, more wholesome. <laughs> more wholesome. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Baboon. Yeah. <laughs> um, why? Collecting trainers, and I believe you, you favour one firm as well. Are you are you looking for a, a contract? <laughs> by any chance? I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty um, uh, yeah I'm pretty loyal to Nike, um, but that's just out of genuine you know love for for the brand. Uh, I, I'm not like officially tied up or anything like that. It's only a matter of time. Um, yeah. It's only a matter of time. Well. <laughs> I wouldn't be I wouldn't be mad if that happened, of course. But no, uh, yeah, I do have. Uh, uh, I'm not a collector per se because. I sort of can't resist wearing them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I have limited myself. Like I haven't got sort of like a warehouse of shoes or anything like that. But I just really appreciate footwear. It's my one slightly guilty pleasure as far as like, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of collecting is concerned. It'd be slippers for the next couple of months, won't you? Yeah, really I can injury. only wear one at a time at the moment because of the boot that I have to wear for my fractured ankle. That's yeah. good. Less wear and tear. I think you got the. Fr- I don't think I asked you from playing basketball. Very sporty. Playing basketball. Training, was it? Or yeah, no. Or this was this was playing a sport I had no business even attempting. It's the second time I've I've rolled my ankle playing basketball, and if that's not a sign that I'm too British and I should just kind of pair back and and yeah, know my know my place and stick to football, then uh, <laughs> I don't know what is. Just finally. Um, you know, I mean, obviously a great career highlight and triumph, snogging Jennifer Aniston at the age of 19. Well, I feel sorry uh, for Jennifer, and it was definitely <laughs> in character and not outside of, uh, of the requirements of work. But, but I mean, she's gorgeous. Um, how would you top that? I mean, how are you going to top that? I mean... Oh, look, Je- Jennifer's such a wonderful person. I, getting to work with Jennifer, you know, was amazing. Um, someone I'd admired... Uh, for a long time while watching Friends and... Uh, Were you a teenage Friends addict? Yeah, me and my sister grew up watching Friends together and collecting the DVDs. Well, we that must have felt really weird when you had to kiss box her set. Well, I just, I just, as I say, I just feel sorry for Jen, but she was very sweet about it. And anyone who's ever done an on-screen kiss knows that it's the least romantic thing and the most awkward and technically sort of strange thing to kind of do. But she was very, very uh, sweet about it. And, um, you know, as, as a young, quite nervous actor in that scenario... Um, she she put me at ease and I, I appreciated that because I was I was shaking like a leaf. And just finally, playing a, a, a Marvel character, um, you obviously want them to return, I presume. But there is also that element where they can take over your life, can't they? A bit like I don't know, playing Batman or something like that. Is right. that something that you kind of think about? And how important is it for you to sort of balance people's perception of you as a as a Marvel hero uh, a, mm. alongside the fact that you've been a brilliant character actor for the course of your career since since you emerged as a child that's kind of you to say i mean first of all i feel really lucky that it's my job first and foremost you know and and, and i've worked to the extent that i have i think as an actor you can never kind of take that for granted and and lose sight of how lucky you are to be in relatively consistent work um and you know i've i've had my periods without work for sure but um you know when something like this comes along you know there is a sort of at least a chance of a certain kind of longevity or um there's there's a chance of kind of uh, consistency and 
and that's hard to to come by particularly you know in in the context of films as kind of beloved and well supported as the marvel films are so i'm really really grateful and and uh, definitely no complaints uh and also marvel have been very very good i think over the years about you know um introducing actors and accommodating their other kind of um pursuits and 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 uh, engagements you know and i think at the point where you have people like you know angela bassett and natalie portman and um you know uh you 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 have jake gyllenhaal you know these these huge actors um you know you have to be able to accommodate their kind of schedules so mine is a relatively light lift i think for them (laughs) 